0: Hello, welcome to episode number 208 of the Apple Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you by betterhelp.com. Get affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere. Talk with a licensed professional therapist online today. You can get a seven-day trial with the code word apologue when you go to betterhelp.com slash and get therapied up. people you need to do that. We're getting this little time of the year called seasonal depression. And uh, I don't know what statistic is that people have this, but it is. It's something to do with light. You don't have enough light. It gets dark sooner, stays uh, dark later, and uh, we need light. We need that vitamin D. So go to it. BetterHelp.com Apolog, code word Apolog. Mike, thank everybody, for helping the show out by shopping on Amazon. You, too, can support the show by going to applelogca slash Amazon or applelogca slash U.S. Amazon. You can do it the old-fashioned way as well by going to applelog.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. You can locate your country, whether you're from Canada, the United States, or the U.K. Bookmark those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, use those links to shop and support the show. Cost costs you no extra money. Well, thank you, everybody, for helping me out on Patreon. You, too, can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash apologue. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot slash apologue. A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E. Pledge as much, as little as you want, on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to go buy a t-shirt, go to apolog.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, give it five stars, please. Follow me on Twitter, SimonHit666, and like the show on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pod. Today on the show I have a family member, Andre McRae. Andre McRae is an entrepreneur. He's a he's he's a, he's 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 a free thinker and he's always been a you know one to just take care of Take the bull by the horn and do it. And right now he's doing that, and he's doing something where he's traveling down to Mexico to see football games. He's going to Japan to see football games. And the idea behind this, he'll explain more. But the idea is is to get the love of football slash well for you lay folk soccer, and promote the sport in a way. And he's going to document it on YouTube and uh, vlog about it and do all sorts of cool stuff about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to call my cousin Andre McCray on the Apple Lab Podcast. So explain to me, because you were talking a bit about what you're doing, and I know you're going to Japan and Japan's an amazing place, but you're you put something on it, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna document this? Like what's yeah. what, what's your plan?
1: Well we're going to we we've got a, so there's two different crews of people we have going. So we've got one crew that's going to Mexico. So that's the first destination. We're actually not going straight to Japan. We're going to Mexico. So the idea is is that we're going to Mexico City, we're going to go to Mexico City and in, in like right right from here, we're going to Mexico City, we're going to go meet up with a couple of people that we met up with for Toronto City, because I've already been to Mexico now in this year, just this year alone, three times, four times, mm-hmm. so we're going back to meet up with some of these people, we're going to go actually stay there, watch some of their football teams, and then we're going to go to a different place called Tampico Madreo, so Mexico City, Tampico Madreo, to watch a football team there. And then flying back to Mexico City, then flying straight to Toronto. I'm going to be in Pearson for maybe seven hours, and then I'm flying to Japan. So it's two different crews, and the idea is, is that we, we've we been trying to plan this out in Mexico City and, and Japan personally for a while. And with Mexico City, the idea was we were going to go. We wanted to go watch a couple of footy matches. We wanted to go watch football. We wanted to really want to go. We wanted to go support these teams and see these guys and see how things were and really get a feel for some of these different teams and how they were setting up. And so the way it worked was we got this whole booked and set up and then we've been planning Japan for so long. And all of a sudden I got a notification on my phone that says flights were $800. I said, you were like for town, like round trip. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Taxes in. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like I'm going to Japan. (laughs) And so that was kind of the set factor. And so I decided like, this whole thing, the plan was already to to vlog it. And I was just trying to figure out, you know, what's the common denominator, like what's the common factor beyond this? And the the one thing that we're doing with it between both sets of groups is we're actually going to do a lot of football related really, stuff, a lot of soccer stuff. And so me and a couple a couple of other guys sort of talked about it and we decided to come up with the idea of of around the world in 80 games. Hmm. And so we're going to start up the, the full series and this is gonna be the inaugural one, right? So we, we haven't set a time frame and that's why it's not around the world in 80 days, but eighty games. We're we're gonna try to get around the world. We're gonna start at one side and go to the other, and then try to meet up in the middle on both sides and try to figure out, all right, well, you know, we've got, you know, both Mexico set, we've got Japan set, we're gonna go both see teams in, in either one of those locations. Well, now we can go in between. All right, are we going to go to Italy? Are we going to go to Japan? Are we going to see Spain? Mm-hmm. And and we'll try to figure out the games and try to figure out, okay, well, who are we seeing? You know, who are we going to go check out? You know, what are we going to do in between? Are we going to spend a week there? Are we going to spend a couple days there? Like, who are we, you know, really going to effectively see and, and check out? So it's nice because instead of most of my trips being structured and oriented i'm here this is my day this is what i'm doing this is the time frame this is our bus this is where we're going we're going with this team we have to be there at this time and you know because if we're not we, we risk our protection
0: mm-hmm. when i went
1: to mexico last time if we weren't on that sort of like caravan we missed the protection by the team we had to walk into the stadium in mexico city or guadalajara or Monterrey, with no police protection right so for us it was uh it was it was kind of a, a there's nothing more harrowing than standing in the middle of of a city of of 20 million people and wearing the wrong colors <laughs> trying to trying to usher yourself in so for us we wanted to try to like I don't know like do something a little bit different this time and and the fact that I actually get the chance to go and and watch some of these other teams play especially in Japan watching the nat- like the the league team play and because of the fact that there's the, there's the national team playing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to actually watch uh, some of those guys, you know, finally actually venture out and, and play some of these games that we haven't had the chance to see or do or do anything with.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, soccer football in general is, is sort of notorious for certain pockets of the world. So you can go enjoy soccer anywhere in the world the caliber will be obviously different because when you're dealing with Spain or Italy or Germany or France, those are like teams that are like indoctrinated into that lifestyle. And if you think of Japan, Japan has been doing it too, but go to all these other weird places that sort of like, don't really know, you know what I mean? Like they love it, but they don't have that, the understanding of you're kind of binding it together in a way.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. You're right. Cause the drive is not there. Like the, it's the world sport. They call it the world sport for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, when you when you think of, of like you know football and soccer this kind of stuff, is that you your first thought goes to Italy, you know, Germany, Spain, Portugal, England, mm. you know, Brazil, Argentina. You know, you you get that like nice little section. So what they don't realize is that there's so many other groups that that play it. You know, India has a, as a team that that makes a lot of different impacts. All of Africa, Africa's got its own nations' league that's so impactful. Like North Korea has actually been in the World Cup more time than Canada's. Oh. Like they, North Korea's been in the World Cup two times. Canada's only ever been it once. Yeah. And North Korea actually, I think it was the this seventies, they actually beat Italy. <laughs> they they beat Italy to move on to the, the later stages. So. It was not. Yeah, it was. It was a very.
0: All of Italy had the flu at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then one of them was was missing a leg. This is after the Spanish flu so the, the <laughs> entire team the entire team had a huge like yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have seen the newest Avengers it was that <laughs> you know that was the Italian team that's not the point it's not point. about how the Italian team was <laughs> it was about the fact they beat the Italian team It's still team, in the
0: history books to,
1: that they beat the Italian team yeah. it's not about how you win it's about yeah. if you win right yeah. that is what the history books say Yeah
0: and it's I always, how they, I always knew you were passionate about the game but I didn't realize you would be getting on a plane and flying to another country a couple of times already, but then turning something, I mean, this is kind of interesting part because you're turning something you love into something that's, you're trying to share in the media as a media uh, thing as well as, and you're trying to shed light into something. I mean, that's a pretty big idea and you're always got big ideas. You're a big idea guy.
1: So, well, and that was the thing. So the last one we talked to, like I was still, you know, me, me and my ex were still together. So, you know, I kind of had a set series of goals and, and the travel was kind of, I don't want to say restricted. That's not, yeah. that's not a fair juxtaposition, but it was, it was more like, okay, well, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't frivolously just up and go and, and travel into these things. Like I'd still go to like Montreal games or I still go to Columbus or New mm-hmm. York. And, you know, I still see the, the close games and, and, and I, I wanted to go on adventures and I wanted to go out and check these things out. And so, you know, it's the way the way that work sort of started to to shift and, and and adjust. I took a little bit of sabbatical from the studios and stuff like that. It just became too stressful and too pragmatic, and and it became almost less enjoyable. So I took a little bit of sabbatical, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna kind of find something. And there's so many offers I have. Find something I can do that I can still go do what I love for enjoyment. And 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 you know what, I enjoy social media, and I enjoy showing videos. I love watching people's videos. If somebody has a vlog and they're doing something interesting and they're showing their life, why not? They're having fun. They're enjoying it. Who's to say they don't see something that I look at and go, I would love to do that. So mm-hmm. why not take the same thing, the same idea because somebody goes like, oh, you're going to Japan. That's cool. And in their head, they're going, oh, it's okay. It's cool. It's all anime. Oh, cool. Well, it's, you know, it's going on food. Oh, something about samurai something, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize like, okay, well, look, like this is going to be the furthest from what you think this is gonna be like a clear showing of what it's actually like. And I, you know, I spent so much time, especially my ex just focusing on the Japanese culture because again, being Japanese, like you had no option. It was what it was. So I was like, yeah, I don't take this, I'll take this one step further and finally actually make something of it and mm-hmm. back and forth to Mexico. Like just just the, the opportunity is I used it kind of as an excuse to go on a vacation. But then the vacations are to do another and we won again. And it was another. And then we won again. I was like, all right, okay, well. And then we just, we ended up making such good friends down there that when we go to Mexico, we're not, we're actually staying with them. We're not staying at a hotel or something like that. These guys are, they open their doors. We're staying at their house. We're going to go and we're going to watch some of the games together. They're going to they bring us around and stuff like that. So it's a two way street in that end. But, you know, how many times can you say to yourself, all right, well, I have this opportunity to go to a, a different part of this world and, stay with somebody bring them you know if they need to bring them back to my place if they ever come up and and visit the true part of it mm-hmm. without actually having lived there yeah no more often than not you're you're hoping a tour guide's going to take you there you might meet somebody there's an expat mm-hmm. not not a local
0: yeah now now what do you think uh other countries think of our football culture and our soccer culture what do you think they it, look at us like
1: so so surprisingly like when MLS is brought up, and, and we have people in our very close family, obviously, mm-hmm. with you know Tammy and stuff like that, they have the very clearest interpretations of the fact that the next generation of Canada is probably going to be the most dominant in the world because it's so many people being brought up into this. Yeah. But as of right now, the way it stands, we are the joke in the world. Like, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. We are the, the absolute and entire joke of you know the football world and, and how it is and, and what we're doing with it. But Toronto surprisingly gets a little bit of a bypass. So Mexico, a lot of these guys from Pumas, from Cruz Azul, from Tampico, like these guys actually respect the way Toronto fans react. Mm-hmm. So our, our football maybe not necessarily is the most top quality, but they're looking at the way that our fans are, and they're saying the passion, that yeah, the, the passion is on par with what you would find at home, and mm-hmm. and you know it's no different than a, a top league team or top tier team right. having just a bad spell. So Mm. to to get this, like I got messages, I think, because we Toronto FC just beat Atlanta 4-1. Toronto FC has been having a garbage year compared to their year before. They've had an absolute terrible year, bad spell, bad run, injuries. Just the full nine yards, we've had garbage. So I got a message the other day on Sunday when we beat Atlanta, the number one at the time, the number one team in the entire league, beat Atlanta 4-1. I got a message from some guys in Tunisia for Club Africanas noticing that that I was a big TFC supporter in that. I had liked some of their stuff that they had posted and they, they sent messages and they sent pictures of, of an entire group of them watching the Toronto FC game
0: <laughs>
1: because I had, I'd showed them some support towards their club. They actually sent a picture of a group of them actually watching a computer, like watching the, the, the yeah. monitor of a, the Toronto game yeah. uh, of us, of us playing. So the fact that, you know, just a little bit of, Support goes so far as to have a, a group of guys in Tunisia to say, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna support this team. I wanna yeah. send a message and say, like, hey, yeah, we're watching it." So it, it's it allows you to, to almost make friends worldwide. Just if you wanna go to a different country, just pick a team in that country, that's the place you wanna go to, and just find the supporters group and send them a message because you'll be hosted <laughs> like you're a king. Because realistically, it's you know you just all you have to do is just be supportive yeah.
0: of that team. Yeah. I mean, years ago, I used to, um, this is not, they're a completely different sport, but I used to like watching minor league baseball. And, uh, and people like who were in the majors and then either bumped down, it'd be the farm team for whatever team, like in Vancouver, they had a, a farm team for, I forget what city it was, it might have been Texas or something, but there's a team playing, and what I liked to see was the actual errors. It was fun to watch them scramble. It was fun to see like the really new up and coming players play with the old grazing team members. It, I found that to be exciting because it was it wasn't as clinical as baseball normally is. So, wouldn't the same parallel go when you're watching football in a relatively new country for football or soccer, to to sort of watch these? people kind of bumble around a little bit. It might be fun because it's like the errors being created or the traps or whatever's being created. That's not considered like new age football that comes out of Europe or comes out of anywhere. Like,
1: Well, and that's the thing too, is because you actually mentioned it and I have a friend, a really good friend who's, who's like a diehard baseball fan. And I swear to God, more often than not, he's talking about the minor leagues. He's like, look at this, look at this, look at this team, look at this. And you're right. Cause it's like, Just it's like watching it's like watching Ray Charles trying to do Jenga. Like it's just Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so scrambled and so all over the place. And that is pretty par for the course. Yeah. You you watch these teams and these new leagues that are being created and it's 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 almost god awful. Like new teams, Mm -hmm. unless they're they have this big money, they just don't have any excitement, they don't have any fun, they don't have any you know real enjoyment about it even though the fans are going crazy it's 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 kind of like watching somebody with no hands trying to play you know like connects or trying to do connects it just you know what you're trying to put the pieces together but at the end of the day it's not there and you know what it is it's it's still fun to see and it's still fun to watch like most of these sports are and and i just you know to to take a love to it now it's, it's just kind of at least been able to, to sort of express it and go from there. It's you know, it's pretty, it's nice. It's pretty consistent, you know, yeah. to, find, to find that finally you can show up at a game and you're still loved every time, you know, yeah. you know I was worried about showing up home and drunk.
0: <laughs> the, now, generally televised events for me personally, aren't worth going and seeing it live. So what I found, like I did see a few soccer games in Vancouver when I lived there in I really enjoyed watching it more than uh, like live. And do you think they can like somehow change? I know hockey, they kind of fucked hockey up by trying to like, you know, put stuff in places and trying to throw a lot of statistics and trying to sex it up a little bit. But is there any way that they could just make it a little bit more exciting? Like have they done, has there been inroads with that type of production value or, or is it just purists won't let that happen?
1: Well, they do it. It's it's such a big thing in Europe. So in Europe, they, they, they obviously the viewership's huge, you know, mm-hmm. it's the biggest sport and all that stuff. But the viewership's also huge elsewhere. Like it's it's all around the world. So having these it, it drums back down to the guys actually there at the pitch, the guys at the field, the ones chanting and, and, and doing smoke shows and flares and these big TFOs and stuff like that, you watch it, you hear the excitement and the energy, you hear the the extravagancies. Yeah. To go to one of these games, so, so, Borussia Dortmund does a big one, and and Bocas Juniors does a, a really big one. And you know, it's not so big in England, but you get some of the other ones like uh, at the Bernabeu with Real Madrid or Camp Nou with Barcelona, they do it, or you know, Athletic Madrid or whatnot. You can go over to like, you know, Benfica, like Portugal's leagues, Benfica's. So, a lot of these Euro- European teams, especially if you get Ukraine and Poland and mm-hmm. and Turkey you go to these stands and these these fans these you know 60,000 fans are doing one consecutive display one very big constructive consecutive display everyone holding one piece one small square foot by 2 foot piece of color mm-hmm. and it's creating this massive display of an image it just it creates the absolute atmosphere to drive the people there and go but the issue is is that it's systemic with a lot of these things this is the hooliganism so people say well that's the problem I don't want to go like there's hooliganism there's these issues and and that is the and some of these countries yeah it's a huge problem it's a very disgusting and huge problem and it's problematic and and it's condemned in every regard but at least in the Western culture we find this weird stifling like this weird you know admiration and stifling like the the yeah. give and take we're going to give you an inch because we see the marketability but then we're going to reign you in a mile so we, we we give you all of these items or we we flat out set them up which they've done with atlantis and they've done with you know lafc mm-hmm. but then as soon as these clubs and these guys are like oh cool we have this uh, uh, this freedom they ran it back right in you know they, the the whole league just is like no no, no 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 this is just for one small item, like. You know, you got everybody excited and riled up and awesome. You don't have freedom. You just, we wanted that excitement. So now that we've got it, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, when they're making a spectacle, and it's like the passion that sort of, I think a thousand years of other people playing, you know, indoctrinated culture. If you try to generate it, it doesn't really show the same... uh, effect uh you know in person say if you're watching a game where people aren't really into it i've been to leafs games where it's like why is everybody not into this this is awesome and then sometimes you go to leaf games and people are just worked up like this is the best i mean it's whatever i mean that general it all feeds itself i mean the energy of being in a crowd and the hooligans isn't part of it it's like yeah i don't know if i'd yeah, I don't. Do, I don't think we really get much of that in Toronto. But there's a few drunk, funny people that get interviewed from time to time, and you know, and it does. It's sort of like it doesn't really speak well, you know, for <laughs> for all ages, families, and things. But um, I, I, I think that because we have, you know, soccer culture everywhere. I mean, like, you know, our my niece and your cousin, they're all over the place. They have. They have teams that are just keep coming up and thirsty, hungry teams. And I think, yeah, I think we're going to be a force to be reckoned with just in general because everybody has a passion for it. And I think it takes a couple of generations. Like the coaches are like people who played their whole life, and you could just tell they're like, yeah, they're like, there's no other place they'd rather be. And that's, that's, it's pretty powerful.
1: It's, it's exciting to think about the fact that. You know, it's, I love watching hockey, you know, and baseball maybe maybe not my thing. Basketball, I can't get into I want to. But when you look about how multicultural the city is and, and the country is and that everybody's got some base in that and everybody's, you know, even the most racist of people are doing the 21 of me and they're just trying to find mm. it. I don't want immigrants in my country, but yeah. let me find out where my country's from. Like, <laughs> let me find out where I'm immigrated from. Yeah. Like, just in the same sentence, you know. It's, it's the world sport, and you're going to see it. And very soon, you know, everybody loves to jump behind Canada in any. We do well in curling. Nobody gives a mm. shit about curling. No. We do well in curling. All of a sudden, in the Olympics come around, we're, we're in gold contention. Now everybody gives a shit about yeah. curling.
0: Because these foxy it's mamas like, are sitting there curling away. Like, I mean, what's not the like? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Tight, <laughs> tight pantsling. You throw that stone. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You sweep. You sweep. I have no idea how he won, but you sweep.
0: I it's funny you'd say that because yeah. I don't even know how that game is played. I, I did it in gym like once as an elective like part of my sport. I have no idea, and I sound like such a non Canadian, but I don't know how to play it. I know Because there's... we've
1: had so we'll have more of their art like their colors in our circles and we win and it's like
0: Yeah. I What's don't get different it. than lawn darts? It's kinda like lawn darts.
1: Lawn yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the same as cricket though. I mean, that's the same as oh cricket. Oh my god, cricket when is you the look, most complicated. When you yeah. look like you are like, like we're losing and yeah. they're like no, you're winning massively and you're like right on? You haven't touched anything. <laughs> I don't
0: well, get it. When I was in Australia years ago, we watched a cricket match and it was day 2 of the same match. Like, like yeah, they're like they're still going. Four yeah four days <laughs> yeah. four like, day match Four so what's day happening match. and we're watching it and i go and and i was like on tour with like a pretty sports driven band and they love sports and they we were all watching going whoever can get what's happening like there's got to be some who can get it first has to explain what the fuck is happening right now because uh, nobody has an idea it looks like they're having a good time there's no, there's one base. I, I don't know. And they're all trying to like equate it to like baseball or to something else. And there's, I don't know, there's no comparison. There is, they're just hitting something, I guess.
1: <laughs> when you watch the way I want to tell people so is if, if you try to tell me that, that cricket's easy, I want you to watch these highlights. When mm. you watch the sports reel and they do the top 50 highlights, mm. number 35 will be a guy who throws that ball. The guy connects with the ball, launches it out of the park. But then the guy who hit the ball is upset and crying, and everybody else is cheering, even though the guy nailed it. <laughs> and then you'll watch 10, F- 10 hits later, and the guy misses it on a swing, and the guy who missed it on a swing is now like cheering. Yeah. And I'm like, what backwards yeah. ass. I don't,
0: I don't get like, it. Are you
1: try- are you try- is he trying to hit your bat and you're trying to miss it? I don't yeah. understand this goddamn sport. I know what happened. I want to.
0: Aliens yeah. flew down from space and go. I got something that's going to fuck these people up. Like, I got it. I got this sorted. Okay, well, we're going to just make this game that's impossible to learn. And whoever's playing it, they're aliens too. So they're just like perpetuating the myth of weirdness. Like, I know they got those wickets. You got to hit the wicket with the ball. That's the only thing I know. And I think that's how that works. And the, the field is all around you. I do know that. Because you can hit it behind you. Or yeah, you can hit yeah, it.
1: Yeah, perfect circle.
0: No. Yeah. There is one. Uh, when, I drive, when we drive to Canada's Wonderland across our... There's a cricket... Pitch and they have this big wall because the the big that ind, Indian uh, rubber ball must have cracked a few cars. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the. And ass. that's
1: the thing, too, is you watch them running along. So, and this is the only takeaway, as you will, like the, the whole sports, a, a jumbled mess of nonsense that somebody's pretending to be a sport, which, again, I don't discredit it, but I don't understand yeah. it. So, like a true Westerner, it's not a sport. You watch these people run at like. 35 miles an hour and then jump and catch a ball flying in the air with their bare hands okay. and then turn around and whip it. And I'm like I clap somebody sometimes. Mm. I high-five them and my hand hurts.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I'm like, I yeah. just watch you grab that and throw it and you're okay.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the other just- game I like, what's the game with the scoop? It's out of Mexico and they got that weird scoop thing that they throw uh, the ball with. I saw it on oh. uh, it has this crazy name and it was sort of like invented not that long ago. I I can't uh, but yeah, people are probably it's like yelling.
1: It's weird mix of like lacrosse and
0: Yeah, and like it's no it's like it's like a squash or table a racquetball with this weird scoopy thing. And you throw it and the ball does like 200 miles an hour <laughs> and take your eyeball out, you know, like yeah.
1: <laughs> we just we're just trying to find some way. We might as well just have a biodome at this point mm-hmm. or just some demo derby with spikes on it. Because
0: That's that, it's coming. It
1: has to be. Oh, yeah. It has to be. UFC is going that way because yeah. it's just who's bigger, who's best. Like mm-hmm. just, just, just go in there until somebody dies. Like just yeah. go, just keep going. Just.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you know we are getting dumber as a society. You, you watch the Learning Channel. It's about fat people and really skinny people and small people. It's got nothing to do with learning. Like I just saw one. I was just watching while I was recording, it, and it was like. Five Little Johnsons is about these short people, these little people. And then they have the little family and it's all about little people. I said, how in the God name of fuck is this learning? How are we learning right now? And you ever seen idiocracy? Is this idiocracy like it's started? It's started already.
1: I mean, that's how you start is, is you have to start with the learning institutions, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Suicidal tendencies said it best, yeah. you know, it's our institutions, you know, mm-hmm. all I wanted was a Pepsi. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
1: just, it was, it was, we have, we have a fully circumvented to an absolute mediocrity of just inane ridiculousness. And I just wish, but we, but again, it's it's so subtle because at least it's coming down from, as you said, the learning channel, right. Mm. Or, or, you know, these other bullshit shows that used to be like history channels, not mm-hmm. history anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead of being like ridiculous sports. Like imagine if we were just dumbed down and it was like, all right, well, history channel, we're still learning, mm. you know, learning Channel, still learning, but like our sports were just ridiculous. All right, here's two guys with like brass knuckles. They're going to.
0: Yeah. Here's like, Fight here's a ahead. new game I can start. I'm going to hit you on top of the head and then you're going to hit me on top of the head. And we're just keep hitting the BJ on top of the head until somebody calls in somewhere. and says, stop doing that. And that's the end of the game. I win.
1: Yeah, or at yeah. least they collapse. Because then again, it's yeah. a small circle of people that get dumb, and then the rest of us mm-hmm. increase our intelligence versus these people who are making a lot of money yeah. getting dumb, and then we are all dumb for watching it. Yeah. The one sport I, I do advise you to check out, it's uh, uh, boxing chess. What? Boxing chess. It's boxing chess. So it's 12 rounds of boxing, yeah. and in between the rounds of boxing
0: yeah. is chess so, so hey, they knock you out and then you have to make a chess move
1: so so what it is is that at the end of so there's there's two ways to win three right. ways to win uh you can either win by decision in boxing <laughs> you can win by a knockout or you can win by winning in chess <laughs> so so instead of you just sitting there and taking your breather mm. you have to call out you know five like yeah
0: so I, the idea
1: is, is, that mentally you have to have the fortitude to sit there in between rounds yeah. and call out moves, and then still keep the boxing going.
0: That is like two made up things. Those are two things that people th- two words that people put together: boxing and chess. It's like snakes on a plane. That's ridiculous. No, I no, mean,
1: it is it is so ridiculous to watch, but it is my god, the most entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because only- again.
1: Yeah. You have to sit there and watch two people slug it out from three minutes yeah. and then sit down and be like, Bishop, you know, b <laughs> like like they have any idea what's going on in their head right now.
0: No, they've been hitting. Oh, my God. That's so ridiculous. I I really, I'm afraid because like, you know, the first five minutes of videocracy is, is exactly that. Smart people are too smart to have kids. They're like, you know what? Not going to do it. Don't want to the, bring the global economy is kind of sinking right now. I don't want to bring a child into this. And then like the dummies are like, they don't know they're dumb. They, they're so dumb. They don't know they're dumb. So they're stupid enough to have multiple kids. And those kids are just going to get dumber and dumber. And we're just going to have a bunch of fucking idiots. And the smart people die off. And we're just have fucking idiots jokers like look what's happening south of the border that's a classic example of what's happening we have a orange-faced monster telling people and tweeting weird words because i think he has syphilis or something there's something wrong with him and you know and and all he is is like it's like i don't really get too political on the show but it's like i can't believe that we have this and it's like back to the future or something like where we're in some weird bizarro world and life has just turned into like so stupid. And anything that I, has to do with art or reason or smarts and people are driving like assholes on the highway. It's like there's just so much going <laughs> It's
1: great. I wrote it off. I wrote him off. Yeah. Like I can j I can genuinely say I wrote off the possibility of him ever making this. Hmm. And then as soon as he made it, I went. Um
0: <laughs> Here we <that> go. <laughs>
1: right like do we how does this work do we just start putting yeah. on the white helmet now or just, what
0: do we do right? I think we just hide just go north go north keep going north and they said oh, when he did come into power apparently the Canadian immigration website crashed but I'm like damn yeah. again it's like probably only allowed five people on it at a time anyways it's like pretty slow. <laughs> It is Canadian government internet. It's not supposed to be awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: Five people collected. Oh, we're down for the month.
0: Oh, Damn no. It. Um, Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really sorry, America. But you guys got to get it. There's They're coming up to a vote, right? There's a vote happening. Like they could By elections. Yeah. By elections. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just do something. Get rid of the guy or do something. Just, Just change vote. it. Vote. You yeah. know, Just
1: vote. You know, at the end they just vote. Whether nice. or not you keep the, the live Cheeto in office, I mean, again, it's not the presidential election, so no. whether or not you keep the, the bipartisan figures that keep the live Cheeto in office, like mm. the, the worldwide living, breathing Cheeto in office, mm-hmm. just go out and vote. Yeah. The the Americans like have a have a tendency to have such a low majority of vote. Well, I say that we have the same shit. Just go out and vote. Yeah, but
0: we have three parties. I mean, they only have two. I mean, it's like I'm gonna vote for that guy because that guy pissed me off. Okay, I'm gonna fuck that guy. Four years, fuck him. I'm gonna get some other guy because I don't. You know what I mean, it's like it's we, we, we have yeah, two we choices. Do, we, do
1: have, we do at least have three parties, and they have other ones. At least the by elections, though. The by elections are are non party related, mm. so they they're person specific. So you're you're voting for the person. I mean, while well, they may represent the party, there could be three of the Republican and two of the oh, Right,
0: party. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then a
1: couple of independent. So at least oh. there there is that that sort of saving grace within that same prerogative. But yeah, you are right. Like it's at least here we have the benefit of well, yeah, you have hundred parties. Yeah. Three have real contention. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest of them are you're pretty much just taking your vote and wasting it. So
0: yeah. yeah. You know. Well there, I mean, at least Doing something. I mean, there's some analytics there for sure, but I, oh, yeah. we, I vote.
1: Hope... Vote cast is better than non cast.
0: Absolutely, yeah, Because yeah. at the time when I was like twenty, I'm like, I'm not voting because there's nothing I can do to make any difference. But we, as you get older, you're like, you know what? I gotta do something. I can't do so. You know what I mean? I can't just move north. I did move north, but I could move further north, I guess, where people are. You know what I mean? But we, have, we have our own problems too. I mean, we have Doug Ford, and and that guy is a fucking monster, and and he's taken away minimum wage hikes and you know what I mean? Some people have opinions about that, but at the same time, if you, if it was there, just do it, let it go. You know what I mean? Like when you come into a position, like why do you want, why do you want to shake everything up so much? Like we got our dollar beer. That's what we got our buck of beer.
1: Okay. So two, two, two counterpoints on that, which is, which is, you know, uh, two of the ones I think are actually the best and the most fun. Mm -hmm. So the one thing I've noticed is that the conservative government is so adamant about reversing, Liberal policies, no matter what they are, yeah. So, the, and which is which is pretty standard of of any government in the world. right? you know, conservative and, and liberal, like you just you get that Republican Democrat, you, you get that. But yeah. the thing is, is that at least in Ontario, you know, the Liberals could cure cancer, and the Conservatives would come in and be like, no, nope, you know what? All right, knock up the knock up the economy, get rid of it. No, nope, no good. No, nope. yeah. they're so adamant that whatever it is one party does, yeah. it has to go. Yeah. like it has to go. Does not matter doesn't matter how great it was like, oh, well now we have a surplus of a hundred billion dollars. You know what? It's just not working. It's not helping our economy. It has to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that's no good at all. Um, It it just, I've seen it so often and so, so form out. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, oh man, let's turn the blank out on the second point. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, literally like I got so adamant about that. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the, buck of, beer actually, the buck of beer thing. The oh, of beer thing says, oh, you can have a, you can do the buck of beer if you want. And we're like, fuck you. We like making money. We're beer. We're beer companies. Why, why would we, <laughs> like, we're not Laker,
1: you, Laker beer. That was the point I actually want to bring up. So you, you'll remember. And anybody who was born 1990 will remember. Anybody who's born now legally able to drink or even five years, sure. you know, part of that will never remember it. But, but Laker beer with their slogan, make her a Laker yeah. takes a buck of beer. Yeah. Refuse to go to a dollar a beer.
0: There when you, go. you
1: have when you have the company's whole slogan, the whole reason to buy them was it was a dollar a beer goes, cheap, Yeah. Eh, yeah, you know, a dollar a beer's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
0: Well, then again, maybe it's just sort of a spit in the eye to the conservatives. I mean there's a lot of liberals in that in that company who are like, you know what, thanks for uh, trying, but you still can't come over and play in my sandbox. <laughs>
1: Which is fantastic. They did have the, I think it was, um, yeah, New Dominion, New Dominion Brew Company. They they came out with a, a bucket beer. Yeah. It's called the Bucket Beer Blonde.
0: It's like this it big. Three, it's like a little tiny thimble full of beer.
1: It was it was a full full talk in. It was three dollars yeah. and seventy five cents. And what they did is for every dollar, like every time you bought one, they they took a dollar out of the profits of that and then donated it to refugee funds. Oh wow. Yeah, they called it they called it Bucca Beer Blonde and it was like a big full tall can and they took a dollar out of every sales of every can and then donated it to refugee funds.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they took the same colors too of the, the bucket beer, all that stuff, and yeah. then they just tore it like bucket beer blonde and yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. So I bought a twelve pack. And I like I still gotta wait for it to come. I I don't even know how it tastes yet. I, <laughs> I was like it was just it was such a good cause. Yeah. It's like, ah oh, fuck it, I'll buy a twelve
0: pack. Yeah, I think though I, well if we can get on the topic of beer, uh, which I haven't had one in two months, by the way. I haven't had a drink in two months, so uh, I'm off the, I'm did sober October, and I start. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, I'm just I'm just judging you a little bit. That's all. right. yeah. I uh, I um. What was I going to talk about? Oh yeah, there's a lot of like m- like beer, like microbreweries. Like we're following what Europe has been doing forever. That's having regional beer spots. So when you go to one town. In Germany, you're going to have that type of beer because that's their that's their local beer. And then when you go to another town, you can get that local beer. I mean, that's sort of like it's been going on for as long as because their beer regulations in Europe don't have you can't put as many preservatives. They don't have they have a way more stringent uh, um, how many chemicals you can put in the beer than oh, North America. It's a little more uh, open to to allowing you know preservatives because it's run by it used to be run by like two or three breweries, but now the local ones means you can get local beer in local towns. Like We got one in our town. It's crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure there'll be one. There's one in every town and that'll be great because it does, it does speak to the economy and that you're getting fresh beer and that you're getting something that doesn't have like shit in it. Yeah, that, That's well, a positive I, thing.
1: Oh, of course it is. Like, well, it's a positive thing. I mean, yeah, like at the end of the day, Alcohol is still a poison, still a problem. If you have a, an issue with it, mm-hmm. but what at least thankfully these these breweries are allowing you to do is that you can you can make a business off of it. You can really stimulate the economy because it's not something that's going to go away. It's never going to go away. Yeah, 3,000, 4,000 years of recorded history, we've done this. But you can have a better quality product with less harsh preservatives, right? Because everything is a chemical, so less harsh preservatives and items in it. Uh, you can stimulate the local economy, not just the economy, but the local economy very directly because mm-hmm. you're going with this independent brewer who is sticking with local farming communities to get the items in. Like you, you're, you're stimulating very, very locally. And then these guys actually return investment because then they start to pump in money into the local pubs or taverns or restaurants or events or festivals. And, and it's got this like beautiful little cycle that stays within it. And and while that might be collective, it is, but the idea is that, well, okay, what? You know, how often do you venture outside your town? You know, okay, well, no, I just stay in my town, I go for a drink, you know, whatever, I go to Mm -hmm. go food and I come home. I don't, you know, not going out and getting hammered. I go, I have a beer too. You know, I go with my family and I Mm -hmm. have some food and beer too. The idea by having that local beer, you are then thereby right back into, funneling it right back in the community because then you're fine. They're paying their people to do this. They're paying the people to make the beer and ship the beer and do this with the beer. So it's, it's that beautiful collectivist, like, sort of function. And then that's, that's the nice thing about craft breweries. And that's the nice thing about alcohol. I mean, congrats on it, October. I usually do sober in December.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I try to pick the hardest month.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't. I mean, if I, can't, if I can't say no in December, that means I have a problem. <laughs> the hardest month So not dr- i'm not excited for that month
0: but right that's well,
1: why at least my whole, my whole trip right now is all in november so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah back to the trip we've been yeah we digressed i i really think though uh like going out and experienced experiencing things based on your passion and what you do it it really does feed itself and even though you've made something out of it. Like that's sort of what you do. You sort of say, I'm going to add something to this so I can share it with people. And you've kind of, that's what you do. You've done that in sort of different, different examples, but I think, I think it's a great thing. I think people need to understand, like watch what's going on. Cause not a lot of people get to sort of be inspired to sort of get on a plane, go see some football, get back on a plane, come home that does stimulate. Speaking of stimulation, that sort of gives you like a perspective about where your home is and and, and and what's out there.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, people, you know, they can be inspired to do something at home, in their own house, in their own their own. They, I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna travel the world, or whatnot. So, you know, my, and I and I tell a lot of people like, oh, actually, I did a little fun little poll. I made a page because I I both collectively wanted to distance myself from social media, but also still remain just as active. Mm -hmm. So I made a page, uh, Andre McRae, on Facebook. So more of a public page, kind of like you get from any public figure. And while I started to reel back on my my private page, a lot of that stuff. And so the idea was it was a balance between the two. I tell people, like, just, you know, if you're going to do these adventures and this excitement, share them. You know, I did a poll, and, and some people were like, you know, like, why why ruin that by by taking videos or photos? Well, this is the age we're in. What's, mm. what's the difference? You know, are you going to say the same thing to a person who goes to Wonderland? Yeah. Why are you ruining this by going to Wonderland? Well, this person is now in a foreign country. They're far away from their home. They may never go back there again. And, yeah, it may live on their memories until they have Alzheimer's.
0: Mm-hmm. Forget
1: about this item. Or it's 20 years from now. And then they look, go through these photos again and go, you know, because anybody's ever been on a trip who's had physical photos go, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, the memory is not, it's not this beautiful database that you can just, you know, click it on and go, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I remember this was June 22nd, 3.35 p.m. And I was with Jim, Sue, and Bob. And, uh, you know, we were doing this at the uh, Baltimore Cafe. Like, it's yeah. just, it's not, it's not possible to do that. So at least the beautiful part of a social media is that whether or not you post it there directly or you mm-hmm. upload it somewhere else, at least you're allowing yourself that opportunity to go back and look at it later on. No different than you would take any Polaroids. The only difference is though is that that Polaroid gets soaked in water, it's dead. Yeah. Your other photos, it's it's alive forever.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking about when uh we have a we have a box, like a shoebox full of pictures like from the past before we all had digital cameras in our phones and i don't look that i don't look at as much but when i do look at it it's like it's an interesting thing that's visceral it's in your hand and there's nothing really quite like that but if you can just go to a printing place and print off all your digital pictures they'll be a bit bigger of a shoebox, probably like 10 times the size but i think what it would do is is limit how many pictures you're going to take when you take the pictures think about it i mean you're at the grand canyon take a hundred pictures but if you had to get the motherfucker, like developed and take it to the walmart and have it you'd be like wait a minute hold on <laughs> i'm not going to take a hundred pictures i'm going to take one picture that i hope and they don't want to get to see it until it actually gets printed so i mean there's sort of an element of like oh wow this is i can't wait to have this developed i need to take a couple of pictures and then you take a picture of the ground so that when you hand it in you you've got you can you know what i mean like there's a there's a thing where it's in your hand. It's like kind of like vinyl or something, but people take to that sort of. They
1: there, there is that, and well, that's why vinyl came back. Like you can't you can't argue that idea about having that physical copy. Mm-hmm. Anybody who wants to buy the game instead of downloading it, it's no different. Yeah. The only difference is though is that how many times have you taken that photo with the disposable camera, this or that, and the photos come back and it's blurry. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. And, and now that now the memory's not wasted, but now you've you've got that physical aspect now gone yeah at least we're taking 100 digital photos you can go through and go nope 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 nope, no 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 yep yeah like these were all taken in the span of two minutes you know (laughs) this the the experience was still there yeah the only difference is instead of sitting there with your your weird kodak click okay now that was two dollars uh you're you're now looking at it going like one two three four five six seven eight like it's just and then you pick the best one the experience is no different than somebody who you walk around with a disposable camera you're still just as disjointed and disconnected the only difference is though is you have a hundred shots at it and a way to upload it in a way that you know you would take that same printed photo and show everybody Mm -hmm. pin it up on your wall you know and bring it around the only difference is, is that now it's just you don't have to wait. and Go to a Walmart mm. and talk to people. You have to actually, you know, yeah. not to talk to humans at all. Yeah, you can print it at home and avoid that social interaction that everybody dreads. Yeah. So,
0: I remember like how much it sucked, but that at the same time, because everything's so convenient, sometimes you need a little bit of a little bit of struggle. You know, you know, sometimes you gotta sort of work a little bit to get to reward out of it you know what i mean so and then it's when you'd say yeah you get a whole roll of blurry pictures or they'd be half the pictures or there would be something be wrong with them i remember at our wedding we had disposable cameras on every table and the kids that were like there the little kids just went around and started taking pictures of the ground and they were supposed to be you know what i mean like and we developed them all and it's like maybe 20 pictures out of the whatever the 15 cameras we put that were like actually keepable the rest were like these little monsters went and um it was pete from hogtown his kids they're probably adults now but they're just running around taking pictures of the ground and themselves and
1: i was i was i know i was i was a kid at the wedding yeah
0: were you a kid at the wedding you were were you taking pictures of the ground?
1: Uh, actually, no, I was hanging out with the guys from 741.
0: Yeah, those kids, those kids, though, were like throwing rocks at my buddy because they're trying to light candles in the in the pond, and they're throwing rocks at them. They're like these horrible little monster kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you hard. were a kid. I mean, that was 20 years ago now. Almost 20 years. No, it was uh, 18. It was 2001. Okay. Yeah, it was almost 20 years ago. God damn. I feel old now.
1: Well yeah yeah let's see. oh god what's that uh, that one
0: there's a beep that, that
1: that one oh god yeah that was that was me that was yeah. me yeah a couple items no that was holy shit um i mean you know what though the, you're right like it there is a more t- like it's more it's more exciting but when you look at the cost just doing disposable cameras yeah and that that prerogative I mean, no, you couldn't put a smartphone in everybody's table would be like, "Hey, take photos." Um, yeah. But I mean, like, look at Polaroid. Polaroids. Polaroids have made a comeback. Yeah. S- surprisingly, somehow. I mean, like, I know vinyl came back and and all that stuff, and like Polaroids, it sucks to see them go, but you, everybody's kind of like, "Well, yeah." And then Polaroid came back, and it was like,
0: "Yeah." Cassettes Polaroid. are coming back too in a big way. Hardcore bands are bringing out cassettes. I think it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I got one. I got one the other day. I'm yeah. like, I'm finding a way to listen to this yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
1: I, I know you're i know you're gonna trick me in thinking that i'm not gonna listen to this you bet your sweet ass i'm gonna yeah. find a way to listen to this
0: if i ever release a cassette it's gonna have to do that filter sweep at the start because the dolby ones have that weird little that filter sweep it needs to happen if that's gonna if i'm gonna put out a cassette new fairmounts record coming out like next year it's gonna have the filter sweep if it's cassettes
1: i'd ask me you have to you know what screw the felt. screw the screw the cassette go a track
0: no yeah 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 no i'm gonna do the. you know the the thing they have the side the uh the no the gramophone? cylinder i'm going for the cylinder the wax cylinder gonna- yeah
1: yeah same, same thing same thing that uh, we got in our family the um the edison one yeah the edison yeah
0: that's what oh, i'm doing man i'm doing yeah, that
1: um oh it's not a grand what is it oh i know that's uh Oh, it's gonna bug me. It's gonna bug me. I should know because we have one. We have a player. What the
0: seventy-eight? Them. Like the one with the with the horn, the clay, big or th-
1: full, big full, man. If You don't see them. Yeah, he's got the he's got the player, and he's got I think about forty-five of them. The big the big cylinders,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you crank it, and it plays. Oh I mean, wow. it Sounds like garbage. Who's got one? It sounds like my dad.
0: Oh no way! That's yes, hilarious. he does. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's got one. He's got one, and he's got a bunch of them. He's got a. Bunch of the, the different uh, cylinder ones. That's all I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You put those in there, and you have to sit there and crank it. And, and like, there was no respite. like It had to go, and the thing sounded like garbage. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of that was. It yeah. was uh, it was an Edison invention, and I can't remember the name of it.
0: You know, these guys in uh, Chicago um, invented a way to read disks like it's that, the, the waveforms, and create a digital signal with it. So they've got all these old, like, you know clay records you know that were the 78s and they take a digital picture of it and they can get like super fine on it and determine like even broken ones they can now make like the record like digitize it magic huh. and that's not been that's been around for a little bit like almost 10 years now these guys figured out how to, and they got their job to do like um the whole museum in Chicago of all their uh, analog works to, to digitize all that stuff it's crazy
1: that's 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 the way to preserve history because again the the analog will be there if the digital market ever goes down yeah but that's not until the world ends in which case i'm not i'm not seeking out 78s <laughs> i'm seeking out shelter and food yeah like
0: I'm not. i'm not listening to my rush records i'm not doing that like in the no, apocalypse, I, I, I'm like, wait a second, zombies are coming, the lights are out, wait a second, I just got to get this record, got it, got it, need it, need it, okay, I have 80 pounds of records with me, let's hit the road, you know what yeah, I mean? Let, let's, let's,
1: <laughs> let's go, by the way, I need the generator, because this isn't a crank, crank vinyl, and I need those speakers, because those have the best audio
0: file. Oh yeah, and they're heavy as fuck. <laughs> Well, wait, We're going to have to Go leave ahead. a child behind because my records are coming with me. They're very important. <laughs> my, my child. We
1: only have five seats in the car. I've used up three. <laughs>
0: three milk crates. You
1: too. You 2 I'm sorry. <laughs> Love you, but yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat>
1: Hold on to the roof, I hope. <laughs>
0: yeah I'm not records't hold themselves I'm not bringing yeah, my just- records I'm not bringing my records I have records they're in somewhere you know they're around here somewhere but uh I just have no passion to like hook it up and listen to records I'm sorry you know what I mean I've had this argument with people about how awesome vinyl is and it's like yeah it's okay but when I walk in the woods and I'm listening to my music on my phone, that's way better than having to sit in the easy chair and Clean the record and put it on the thing and put the thing down and try not to scratch it, and then sit down and wait twenty two minutes and then have to get up and then go back to the record, turn it over and put the thing on, and then repeat meh
1: yeah that's everybody everybody's all for records until meh. all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, oh shit, right? Nah? Yeah. Like, like I'm all for it too. Like, I love them. I love the sound of them. I love when a new band, like my favorite band, comes out with their vinyls because they always come out with vinyls.
0: Mm. And I'm
1: always that jackass that buys them and puts them on. I'm like, this is the best.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. God
1: fuck. All right, the album's not even halfway done. I got two more vinyls from this fucking album. I used Let's to turn have- this one over.
0: My brother had the second, bought the second Boston album in 1978, and I'll never forget it because it had, it had a scratch in it when he, he didn't even take it out, he just put it on, and Don't Look Back was the first song, and I think it was, that was a song or something, and, uh, and, and it got to the breakdown part, and it just skips, and since he bought it new, (laughs) I'm like, wow, you got screwed, and I bought a record that had a cigarette burn in it, like, it came already wrecked, you know, and it was like, meh. I guess quality, maybe quality is up the up the ante a little bit with how 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 they're making records because it's more of a high end thing. And how well, dare yeah, you? you know?
1: Well, yeah, it's because we're so bitchy.
0: Like, yeah, we couldn't
1: get away with that. Like they just they would just complain back then. Like it was like, oh well, fuck. Well, just fuck get another right? one. Sucks. But yeah, now it's like, no, you lose your mind. I mean, keep in mind the vinyl set, so Kobe and Cambry is my favorite band of all time. I just finally got their pre-ordered album box that I just got. And it's this ridiculous. The box is ridiculous. It's Mm. always ridiculous. Like you get the most ridiculous shit with them. And I just I pre bought their uh their vinyl record set and for this particular album. And it's like I'm still waiting on that one, so I don't even want to know what ridiculous shit. And I do it every time. And I'm like, I don't have a record player. I have to go to my parents' house to listen to them. (laughs) I don't even have i'm this weird consumer like i always complain about consumers being like complete suckers and then Mm -hmm. here i am as soon as come out i'm like oh yeah oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah, well there goes there goes 120 well the big one too is the
0: download code so you can don't even need to take it out of its packaging you just have a download code and and listen to you know on whatever you want later and then keep it for prosperity
1: i find if you buy vinyl and you don't find somewhere to listen to, you are an asshole. <laughs> at, least if, at least if it's an old vinyl, yeah. an old one, and it's like, all right, cool, this is a vintage thing. I don't have a record player, but I know this is worth money or it's sentimental to me. Cool. But if you buy vinyl from a new album or a new band and you don't have any way to listen to it with anything of the guru of friends, you are an asshole. <laughs> just, just go over there and fucking put it on because it's going to come out perfect. It's a fucking new vinyl in yeah. 2018, 2016. Yeah. This thing's going to be absolutely perfect stopping that smug asshole go listen to it because for the love of god some poor assholes would be like somebody's still fucking making these for christ's sake yeah, yeah. make this goddamn thing like yeah, and yeah. then ship it out and carefully ship it out because it's not like a cd where you can take this and don't, get, them it hot, into the don't fucking get it don't get it cold
0: don't 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 yeah it'll it'll break yeah
1: and don't twist it don't yeah. put the box down too hard don't yeah. drop the box off the house too hard like <laughs> Yeah. They do all of this work, and you're going to be like, nah, just download it digitally. You fuck- You have Spotify on <laughs> your phone, you fucking prick. You've probably already listened to the album 45 times.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, before it even got to your house.
0: When I lived yeah. in Winnipeg, um, I was looking in the classifieds, and it was like, KTAL is selling their record press. This was like 1991 or two. And I'm like, how much is it? It was 10 grand. You could have a whole record-pressing thing like it it fit in the back of a five-ton truck it was massive and it was like 10 grand the whole the whole thing working because ktel stopped making records in the in the early 90s you imagine how much fucking money that'd be worth right now like in this light of thing you'd need a factory to run it in but man you'd have spare parts for days somebody probably bought it and just put it on ice knowing one day final's coming back (laughs) it's a big investment it's the price of a Hyundai. But I'm gonna have vinyl, and I'm gonna be able to make records. And I'm gonna make a fortune.
1: You know, there's both some wife and then some eventual ex-wife sitting there going, "You know what? You're an idiot." One nah. of those ah, fuck, I'm the idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting here like, "Ah, oh, fuck you now, eh?"
0: Yeah. There was a guy I knew too, whose dad worked for CBC and had his own film developing uh, thing in his garage. It was like a, a 16 millimeter developing thing. So, because he did documentaries and he did like wildlife shots for cbc and uh, he could develop it in his in his house i thought that was pretty cool and it was like a two-car garage and one bay was completely full of this thing of of a developing for for <laughs> developing film <laughs> back in the old days that that was i did
1: i did film development actually no i did to film development so i could could completely see that because again you just shut off one side and make a complete dark room Mm. which effectively makes the whole area useless yeah and i've done i've done both color and black film development and it's just it's it's super interesting it's super fun and super amazing to do Mm. but yeah you you might as well if you're going to do that it's like you i bet you anybody there's a lot of you Probably the amount of the amount of photos he probably hung up were probably the amount of times he had to spend on the couch sleeping because <laughs> you've cut off half of the garage right then and there. Yeah,
0: it was a big thing too. It looked like a huge like sandblasting machine. Like it was in, completely encased, and the 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 new like the undeveloped film came in and then developed came out the other side. It was this, and I was like oh, if that thing broke, you'd better know how to fix it. It looked <laughs> wildly compl- complicated, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, just doing it by hand is complicated. Yeah, it's true. Take the raw film and put it in there, and then you have to determine the side like Mm -hmm. the time, size, take that, put in the drying rack, put it under the. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the coolest things. One at least one of the high schools I went to had a full film development course. Oh wow! wasn't It wasn't just like it was. It was like yeah, photography was it, but wasn't just like oh, here's how your composition. It was like no here's how you develop film. Yeah, here's how film works. You, know, you do pin can't we we did, you know, you do the pinhole cameras, you get negatives and then you just put a pin into this container that you've quite legitimately just it's just this big tin can, you punch a hole in it, you keep your finger over it, and you take negative film in a dark room, put it in there, and you take your hand off the hole, and the light exposure burns it in there, no different than a shutter, and then you close your finger over top of it, it's closing the shutter, bring it back in development.
0: Oh wow. That's now, cool. because.
1: It, yeah, negative film, as long as it's exposed to light in a small pinhole fraction, mm. boxes the shutter and will expand into this tin and create it. So me thinking I'm a smart ass, and I was a smart ass, whether or not I was smart, was the, the subjective part was I punched a hole, you get the tin, and you just you punch a hole in the side, the, the cylindrical part, you punch a hole in the side, and you would just basically put the film in there because it would wrap around. Right? You'd be doing the negative film, not the not the little like tiny film frames mm-hmm. but you'd actually be doing the, the, the big pictures the, the ones you would actually physically get they would be untouched hmm. so the idea the way the way you would actually print it onto a photo is that you take these little negatives that you get most people know the rolls of film you take that onto a little mini projector and then you actually blast that that five by seven inch square you blast that with light from the your negative and that imprints the image onto that film Mm-hmm. that's un- unfiltered unfiltered So you take that same film untouched put it into this can close it up and then expose it to light and it will capture the image the pinhole because again that pinhole the light the way it expands it will capture that image why well, puncture two holes one at the bottom one at the top thinking that the way it'll work is a panorama <laughs> because again you're going to get the pinhole light from this way this way surprisingly it worked hmm. it worked my teacher called me a smart ass I thought I was being a smart ass and then I actually did it and it worked and the school that I was at, the high school actually used it as their because uh, I took a photo of the front of the school and technically would have been the slide because they were set. They used it for their photo for almost five years. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so very it, cool. yeah, it, it looked cool because the way it worked is that you took the front photo and the other photo and they actually because it was panorama, they actually ended up meshing in together. Yeah, it was actually pretty interesting. So hmm. they used that several times. Yeah, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I had a nice little like last laugh. I was like, ha.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> school well i'm uh i'm uh, i'm glad you uh I'm, i can't wait to see what what you're gonna do with this uh this trip um it sounds like uh exciting stuff i uh i hope you're the best uh be safe mexico is yeah it's pretty fun it can be a fun place japan i've never been to japan almost went years ago to go play it didn't actually happen one day I'll take a trip there but uh well,
1: i mean yeah it's 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 one, it's one, it's about affordability and and definitely let you know and kind of how it goes. And if anybody wants to check it out and stuff like that, it's going to be, you know, around the world in 80 games. So I'm going to really kind of push that. And, and Andre McCrae is kind of where you're going to find it. It'll be on my YouTube. I'm going to do it on a YouTube basis versus Facebook, a lot of that stuff. It's going yeah. a lot easier for me to manage. Yeah. So uh, a good way to check it out and, and you know, like uh, any self narcissistic asshole i'll be reading the comments and stuff like that which will also you know at least for the first couple of videos kind of help me see where i want to go and want to do and what right. people are sick of seeing and, and talking about so i mean it, it'll be it'll be it'll be a nice little learning curve at least for the first couple of times and a le- nice little experience to see what we do and where we go and mm-hmm. you know who we, who we talk to because you know i want people to see what life is like in these areas because you know we're not going to these tourist areas we're going to these cities were going to these areas where people live normally. So hopefully someone at the very, at the very end of this can take away, and go, Oh, huh. You know, that's what Mexico actually like. It's not mm-hmm. this scary place, you know, or, Oh, wow. Japan's actually like this. It's not this yeah. uh, ridiculous, you know, such and such. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks.
1: But no, I, I appreciate always coming on here. And, and anytime I get to talk to you, I don't, uh, it's always nice to talk to you, one family and two always oh, nice to actually have a chat with you because you know i bet you we could stay here until about 3 30 in the morning i
0: know <laughs> it's true i gotta work tomorrow man uh, you
1: know what i don't have to work tomorrow and i'm still i just i'm negating i'm not registering the fact that this flight's like like yeah. i leave in in six hours like i fly in six hours so i'm leaving the airport in oh 3:00.
0: really oh i didn't i thought it was yeah i thought it was like then tomorrow but obviously it is tomorrow but it's actually closer to tomorrow than whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a safe flight, man. Take some Xanax and have a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if I haven't heard a better description of 2018, I have no idea what it is.
0: And that was Mr. Andre McCray, second time sh- uh, visitor on the show. I forget what episode he came on. It was a couple of years ago now. But uh, always a good time, always a good chat. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorite family members. I can say that. You sure. Anyways, there he is. There he goes in there. And good luck, Andre. I hope you have a wonderful trip and a wonderful time and be safe and don't take any brown acid. I don't know what that means, but it means something. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Amazon. You, too, can help the show out. Appalogue.ca slash Amazon or Appalogue.ca slash Amazon. Thanks to the, my patrons, um, it's been it's been great. You know, I was just thinking about this on my walk tonight, and, and I realized that it, it took me. It felt like it took two years to get to two, like to from 190 episodes to 200 episodes, and I look now and I'm at 208 episodes, and it's just it seemed like go like in by in just a whisk of a time. So. And keep putting them out if you keep listening to them if you knew, if you know anybody who wants to be on the show actually go to epilogue.ca slash contact and get in touch with me if you want to submit people's names or if you want to be on the show or if you think hey there's an interesting person i could talk to he used to play the banjo um yeah let's let's do it all right always looking for cool people always looking to meet nice and awesome people that's what life's about next week we're gonna have a good episode i got my friend jesse Makovich from uh Band called Quarter Tank. He also used to play in Trigger Happy years ago, and he's also he's been in bands so like flat Bad Blood. He's coming on the show because they're playing some they're playing some music, and they put out a new record. And uh, there you go. Have a great week. We'll see you again. Bye.